I worry a lot. You know, it seems like everybody talks about streaming video. You know, when you when you get amongst your friends, everybody's talking about what they're watching. Right. And, right. and I want them to be talking about what they're reading. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Robin Cutler, the director of Ingram Spark, which is perhaps the leading POD company in America today. And we're going to be talking about print on demand and also how publishing has changed from the days of paste up to InDesign. Uh, but first, let me welcome you to Inside Independent Publishing with IBPA. I'm an independent publisher and your host, Peter Goodman of Stonebridge Press. This podcast is brought to you by IBPA the Independent Book Publishers Association at ibpa-online.org. IBPA's mission is to help you become a better publisher through advocacy, education, and tools for success. If you're not a member, consider joining and becoming part of the IBPA family. Now let's get started. Today I'm uh, talking with Robin Cutler, who's the director of Ingram Spark and uh, Robin's been at this for a number of years, and the big news for Robin is that she is uh, retiring at the at the end of the year. And so I want to be sure that we talked to her and got uh, the benefit of some of her accumulated wisdom. Uh, <laughs> so thank you very much for coming by, Robin. Well, thanks, Peter. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Well, great. So let's uh, let's kind of have a publishing sandwich in a little ways. Uh, you're retiring, and I'm sure that doesn't mean that you're like just going to go and sit in the middle of the New Mexican desert for the next uh, couple of years. You're probably very busy, and I, I'm eager to hear about that. But uh, take us all the way back. What was your very first job in publishing? Oh, my goodness. You know, um, I started when I was still a student in college. I worked for a professor that had um, a publishing company. And I was the paste-up artist um, that pasted up, you know, all the different pages every day. We we did a, a, a series of reference books uh, that were called The Dictionary of Literary Biography. And uh, so I was kind of in charge of, like, the production of, of putting that that book together. So that, so that was my very first. And then... So, I mean, just for those who aren't familiar with the process, the the, the material would be typeset, and it would, they would be run out on, a, like, a linotronic machine, cut into bits, and then pasted with wax or something on a yeah. sheet called a mechanical. At least that's what yeah. we used to call this, them. This was before computers, right? right? So, yeah, right. you would yeah. – uh, the book would be typeset, just what you said. And um, so this was an eight-and-a-half by 11 huge reference – library reference book series. And uh, it was like two-column, and I would um, get the text. I would have to figure out where pictures that – go into the text would have to go I'd have to size them and and then uh, and then you know produce these mechanicals that were then shot you know by cameras and made into film that the book would be printed from right and it was a fairly long process Mm -hmm. and it was not very environmentally friendly (laughs) and you got to be quite an expert with a ruler and a uh, like exacto knife and Uh, all all that stuff right I got burned occasionally by the waxer (laughs) <laughs> right. 
Yeah, well, those were the days, right? Yeah. And so now, I, actually, that's a very interesting segue into what you've been doing at uh, Ingram Spark <laughs> because that's that's all digital. I mean, they probably don't even have an exacto knife in the building. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And um, you know, I opened a drawer the other day in my home office, and I found an exacto, and I know it was from <laughs> those days. Um, but yeah, right. But yeah. I remember um, the first the and I started, you know, after my after I graduated from college, my first um, professional job was I was hired as the design and production manager at the University of South Carolina Press. And the very first book I designed was set on a linotype and it was printed letterpress, if you can remember oh. that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, so everything, I remember I was one of the first people on the University of South Carolina campus to actually get a computer. And the first book I designed on a computer was on a little Mac SC. And I fell in love. Like, I just felt like, oh, my gosh, this is so fantastic. And, you know, I've been a computer nerd since then. Yeah, well, it's partly because you knew what, what came before and how much work it was. <laughs> yeah. So, so this was working on a Mac SC. Uh, do you remember the uh, layout program that you used? Yeah, I used to, uh, uh, I think it started with PageMaker. PageMaker, right. Uh -huh. That was before, right. uh, and it was Adobe, and it was before, way before InDesign. Right, right. And then did you segue to, to Quark and then to InDesign? In I, I never did Quark. I always did Adobe and did uh, from uh, PageMaker to InDesign. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, and so now at uh, Ingram Spark, of course, everything is uh, is digital, and uh, you you don't do the typography and layout. You get PDF files from all the authors and basically run them through the run them through the system on these gigantic. Uh, I mean, they're like glorified photocopiers. I guess, I guess at least that's how I always thought of them. Well, um, well, you know the. the Traditionally, you know, in working with both Lightning Source and Lightning Source is, is Ingram's print-on-demand company, right? And and Ingram, yes, we should mention yeah, that. Right. And Ingram Spark uh, is our self-publishing platform that uses Lightning Source. So, um, you know, traditionally, you know, a publishers using Lightning Source and and Ingram Spark would provide you know their final digital files, upload them through their account, and then you know we. Uh, on the Ingram Spark side, we you know print everything, print on demand. Um, recently, and and this goes back to my book design days and my passion for book design. Um, you know, one of the missing pieces has always been a formatting tool um, within, especially the Ingram Spark system. We we'd have authors come in with their final files. Sometimes they would fail you know, the, the validation process and everybody was frustrated. So we realized we needed a way to actually offer, you know, taking a word file and formatting that into a book form, um, an, an ebook as well. And um, so about three months ago, we launched um, a book building formatting tool within Ingram Spark. So, and that's totally for free. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's if you're working with a freelance designer or if you are a designer, you know it's it's okay, especially for the interior uh, layout. Um, you know, I still advocate that you should have original design for the cover, but you know it is a new tool that we've recently added. 
Right. I had a chance to uh, to look at some of those uh, a number of months ago, the the templates, and uh, there's quite yes. a, quite a range of them. And I guess they're designed to fit mm-hmm. kind of generic uh, generic book categories. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they're they're, they're attractive, and uh, they're certainly better than uh, probably what you were getting with just uh, plain old word files and everything's typeset and Times Roman. I, I'm curious, what was the what was the process of trying to decide? what kind of uh, designs to go for and what kind of categories uh, to look at. Was that, did you have a designer involved in that or or basically overseeing that whole process? Uh, Well, we worked with a, um, with a, well, I should go back a little bit. Uh, Ingram, uh, a few years ago, and you probably know all about this, Peter, Ingram acquired Perseus um, distribution and, and part of what we got in that um, in that uh, acquisition was a tool that they that Perseus had been um, had been working on, and so we took that tool and then we've updated it and worked with that development team, you know, over the last couple of years. And but yes, they had a uh, a graphic designer that actually helped. You know to to uh, create those layouts. I didn't know that uh, that that originally came from uh, Perseus. Perseus, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I didn't know that. So, how how many of your authors are uh, are actually using it? Uh, well, we just launched it. We've got thousands of authors in there now. Huh. Um, yeah, and uh, and I think it, it you know it just solves a problem for a lot of people um, that were really struggling with formatting the files. So. That that was really impetus behind you know why we why we created it. it, it was, in other words, it was partly to make your work easier that you knew that the product that was you're going to have yes. to process had been cleared and validated and was going to yes. be the right wasn't going to have text <laughs> like hanging off the margins and and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, because uh, you know digital printing has requirements and sure. So this tool kind of solves all of that. So. So I encourage anyone, especially if you're an Ingram Spark uh, customer already, to um, you know you can go in and take a look at that in your own account. I, I mean, another aspect of that, and, and having a lot to do with what Ingram Spark's whole user base consists of, is um, you know self-published authors and the continuing and unfortunate stigma that attaches to books that are being self-published as being somehow unworthy, uh, not simply in terms of content, but in terms of their physical appearance. Uh, even though it may be somewhat generic, at least it's all trim and everything works. All the pieces fit. There's a consistent uh, design sense to all the different templates that you offer. Mm-hmm. So so at the very least, the, the product that comes out as a result of it uh, looks fine. It's very yes. acceptable by all mm-hmm. publishing standards. That, yeah, and that's it, important. It, Yes, and it even uh, it even creates uh, you know the first thing that I notice when I pick up a self or any book really and take a look at the front matter and how it how it's organized um, tells me you know whether or not this uh, author or even publisher has worked you know with a professional designer to to create the correct order um, because there is a you know a, an established. Um, right. 
you know, uh, precedent for how books are kind of organized. And um, so this tool actually will, will create the, the metadata or, or the, um, the front matter, mm-hmm. you know, and put things in the right place, too. So that's another thing. Yeah. So are, are you able to, uh, to talk at all, uh, maybe not exact numbers, but to what extent has the Ingram Spark um, uh, user base in, increased uh, year to year? And do you have a... Can you tell tell me roughly how many different <laughs> books Ingram Spark is publishing on an annual basis? Uh, no, I cannot tell you the actual <laughs> right. numbers. Okay, I will uh, tell you that um, you know we're we're we've been consistently in double digit growth year over year, and um, you know it is uh, one of the fastest growing you know parts with the you know under the Ingram Content Group umbrella. So the answer to how many books is a lot. Yes. A lot. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Yes. And and the number of accounts and, you know, the number of visitors to our site, you know, just hand over hand growth. So, you know, and, and you know, what's been really surprising, Peter, during, you know, this particular time that we live in with the pandemic is, you know, we were expecting a you know, back in March, kind of a big fall off. And, you know, that really hasn't happened. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't know if people just have more time, you know, to create content. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we haven't seen, um, you know, a slackening of our workload at all. So where are all these books going? I mean, one of, one of the things about having a lot of books being published is that, uh, you know, there's a limited amount of dollars out there, a limited amount of time. Uh, every uh, every book that comes out is kind of competes for space with the with the other books that are all on the shelf. Where where do all where do all these books go? Uh, are people just printing ten or fifteen and leaving it at that, uh, or are all these books really finding a home in the various vendor channels and consumer networks? Well, you know that's that's another thing that's um, that's been uh, not not totally surprising to me, but but has been uh, something that we have seen is that Ingram Spark titles sell as well or better than traditionally published books. And, you know, through, through our wholesale channel, uh, through our, you know, online retailers and, you know, even brick and mortar bookstores and libraries. I think, I think partly it's because, Authors, small publishers uh, do, have done a really good job of, you know, creating professional content and then marketing that content. I, that would be the the key. It's it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as you were talking before, back in the old days when you had a exacto knife and a and a waxer, it was a lot of work <laughs> just to get the book out, you know, uh, printed out the yeah. door. But mm-hmm. now. Uh, that's the easy part, and uh, the hard part is as hard as it's always been, is uh, getting people interested in buying it. And I think one of the reasons we're doing so well during this time is is that our, our customer base is used to uh, promoting their own content, selling direct a lot of times, um, even though there's, we're really, I mean, we're selling a lot through wholesale, and so the, this is content that obviously readers want and uh, are purchasing. So, you know, it's really, really great, great all the way around. So as you're as you're sitting back now uh, from your lofty perch and contemplating uh, maybe your your fu- your future, perhaps as a publisher yourself, what do you think is the are the major ways that the industry has changed, say, in the last uh, 
10 years that you think is really remarkable and how publishing is really going to be very, very different in the next 10 years from how it was in the past 10 years? Well, I think, um, number one, I think, and and certainly uh, John Ingram and Lightning Source were pioneers in print-on-demand technology, and you know, and that ha- you know started over twenty years ago. Um, but that technology has improved to such a you know such an extent that you know printing books traditionally and then having to ship those in and out of supply chains, you know, is is probably more cumbersome than it is now with print-on-demand plugged directly in, right? So, and I know there's some books that don't lend themselves to, you know, print-on-demand formats, but um, but um, but I think that's been one thing. I mean, even now, you know, we're seeing, you know, uh, major publishers now turn to print-on-demand, you know, is kind of just their normal way of, of uh, you know, uh, filling their supply, Um so I think that's one thing. Certainly Amazon and all the things that Amazon has done and changed, um, you know, as far as bringing readers, uh, you know, to, um, you know, expanding. I think readership of books is definitely one of the things. And um, and just what you were talking about earlier, just the ease of bringing a book to market, that the ease and the uh, inexpense of bringing a book to market. You know, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Right. Do you do you fear uh, industry consolidation? Uh, Ingram has gotten bigger and stronger, and thank you know, thank goodness that they are a very pro-publishing, pro-reading uh, company with a with a bunch of really outstanding people who are thinking about the future and thinking about books oh, yeah. and who love books. Mm-hmm. So that's great. But uh, a lot of other wholesalers have uh, have disappeared. Yeah. And do you consider that a problem that uh, you've got Ingram and you've got Amazon and you've got uh, a couple of the big players, yeah. players and everyone else is really struggling? I know, I know, I know. And, you know, I used to be a publisher myself. I That, you know, we didn't talk about that, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, anytime that you lose, um, you know, options, I think it's it's not for the best. I will say that, you know, within Ingram and my, certainly my time there, um, you know, it's exactly what you said. You know, it, it's just a whole team committed to, you know, serving our publishers, serving our bookstores, serving our libraries, you know, as best we can, and. And so glad that we're we're able to do that. I mean, we are singularly unlike Amazon. We are singularly focused on books, and um, and I think and I do say to myself, you know, and I remember, um, you know, the last uh, wholesaler that kind of made news and went under. I remember thinking to myself, "Thank God Ingram is still there, yeah. right?" Yeah. Well, and Ingram is is not. Uh, does not seem inclined to sort of pursue competition with uh, retail booksellers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I understand they're doing an enormous amount of fulfillment for the independent booksellers and even for Amazon now, mm-hmm. partly as a result of uh, uh, of COVID. And uh, I guess it's given, given them a taste of uh, dealing with individual consumers, but that has not been an active uh, part of their their marketing strategy, and they're not going to consumers and saying saying here buy your book from directly from Ingram and cut out the middleman. They're you're still working with all the retail and wholesale accounts. 
That's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and there's been, um, you know, the changes that have happened recently, um, you know, the rise of bookshop.org, which is a online, you know, platform, uh, much like Amazon sells books, but, but the great thing about bookshop.org is it benefits independent bookstores and, you know, some of the proceeds of every sale, you know, go into this uh, fund that, that helps, you know, these independent bookstores that are really struggling right now, um, which is a great thing. But we've also seen, you know, uh, a rise in, you know, online sellers like Walmart and Target, you know, upping, right. upping you know, the amount of book content that they're selling. Um, so I think that's good. Um, obviously, people are still reading, which is fantastic, right? I, I worry a lot. You know, it seems like everybody talks about streaming video. You know, when you when you get amongst your friends, everybody's talking about what they're watching. Right. And, right. and I want them to be talking about what they're reading. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, may, yeah, maybe after the TV's off, people, uh, you know, crack open a book. It, it is interesting. I, I mean, uh, our advances, uh, that is the number of books that are ordered before the book's actually released, they've steadily been going down, down, down mm-hmm. uh, over over the years, and uh, I don't think it's simply a result of uh, of COVID. It's been a it's been a trend, and I'm not exactly sure what to attribute that to. Uh, I do know though that for every book that's out there, there's a whole community that is now reachable online yes. that had never been reachable before, and in many cases. I don't really pay too much attention to the bookstores because I don't feel that that's necessarily where mm-hmm. the demand is going to come from. Maybe it's going to come from readers going into a bookstore and asking for a book, but it's much more important for us to reach out to a community of readers than to try to make sure that every bookstore in America, say, has a copy of our book because, yeah. number one, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And number two, the odds of a, a, one of our readers going into a bookstore and seeing our book are pretty slim considering uh, that a lot of bookstores aren't, aren't open now. So I wonder if a lot of publishers and even authors are thinking not so much in terms of how am I going to retail this book or who am I going to retail to, but how am I going to reach the readers? Yes. And how am I going to interact with them? And, of course, the Internet Facebook, all social media makes that very, very easy now. And I and I think that is a continuing trend. Definitely, we see that in Ingram Spark. And I think one of the reasons why Ingram Spark has been so successful is because um, authors, just by nature, you know, connect really well with their readers uh, online. Just as those communities, you know, build those email lists, are you know, communicating directly with their readers and. Um, and I, I don't see that stopping. In fact, I, th- I think that's going to be the, the dominant trend going forward. Right. So, uh, Robin, uh, you're working at Ingram Spark until December? Uh, my official last day is Black Friday, which is oh. November 27th. Well, go out and buy yourself a TV. <laughs> <laughs> I never shop. I absolutely never shop. I'm good for I know uh, Black Friday. Yeah, so, so uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I am going to do uh, co- some consulting. Um, I am working uh, right now on um, on setting up a website. Uh, I actually bought the URL, howtopublishbooks.com. Really? And so, that, yeah, that was can, available? 
Uh, yes, it, well, it, for a certain price, it was available. But um, but yeah, and so I'm working on getting that up and going. Um, you know, I I just uh, I can't imagine not being some part of this industry in some way going forward. And you know, and I really like. You know, and you know this as a publisher. You you definitely know this as a publisher. You know the 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 best uh, work that you do as a publisher is is helping an author kind of um, you know create that book, right? right? right. And uh, and so that that's kind of where I want to live. I think the other thing is I want to write. Um, I actually uh, have been working on a novel for years. I've been putting it off because of all the stuff I've been doing, you know, in my day job. And, and I just want to really put some attention to that. And um, so hopefully, um, you know, I'll be out there amongst all the other yeah, yeah. self-published authors. Do, here. Does your novel here involve soon. publishing and murder? Uh, it does involve murder. I haven't figured out how to work in the publishing side yet, but uh, well, I can suggest some victims if you're. Uh, uh-huh. Oh yeah, for I know some people that I formerly have worked for would be great victims. So, and you had a publishing company, or you have one called Summerhouse. I, I did have, yeah, Summerhouse Press, and this was uh, this would have been when did I sell it? Around uh, the late nineteen uh, nineties. Oh, you sold and, it. Yes, and oh. um, and uh, and you know it was. Uh, I probably don't want to do that again. I have to say, although the, that you know, when I had a publishing company, it was old school. I had a warehouse. You know, I had to print you know two and three years worth of inventory. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I had to work with Ingram and process returns all the time. Yeah, you know, and so uh, I definitely don't want to do that again. But, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think you probably know too much about how the publishing I industry know, yeah, works. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, That's how, it's hard. I mean, if and I tell you know I tell authors all the time if you can get a publishing deal if you can really work with a professional publisher, especially as a new author. That's absolutely the way to go because there's no other way you can, um, you know, bring expertise to the table right off the bat like a publisher can do. Well, I believe in expertise. I I get a lot of uh, um, authors who contact me and I often end up. Actually, I end up recommending Ingram Spark to them. <laughs> Good, I love that. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just know how difficult it is to get published. I know how yeah. enthusiastic. Uh, they are, and I know in the hands of a publisher that is, you know, just thinking in terms of economic feasibility, that they're going to do a lot of things. Those books that the authors, in the end, are not going to necessarily be happy with, even yeah. though the the book may might sell well. I think it depends a, a lot on why people write and how invested they are in their project. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to say, but I uh, I, I do actually uh, recommend Ingram Spark to uh, to a lot of people because I think if they're entrepreneurial, that that is if they can figure out a way to do it themselves and not get interfered with by publishers and marketing mm-hmm. people, you know, with all different ideas that uh, you know if they can pull it off, I, I I think monetarily at least they're in a better better position. But as you say, uh, a a, a a, an established publisher will have a lot of reach and a lot of expertise that maybe uh, most authors do not have and could benefit from. Yeah, and as we always say, Peter, you know, it, it really does help, um, you know, 
as an author to have a tribe. So, you know, look for an organization um, like IBPA, you know, that uh, can provide you uh, expertise and guidance through the membership, right? And and uh, it's really important to do your homework. There, there, I have to say there are still, a lot of them have folded, but there still are what I would call predators out there um, that will promise the moon to a new author. And, you know, I hear hor- I still hear horror stories of an author, you know, paying forty, fifty thousand dollars to to the company that you know, and they have ten copies of a paperback. Um, right, right. And uh, so, you know, do your homework. It's really important to um, you know work with someone that uh, you know is going to help you and and not hurt you. And definitely don't take a second mortgage out on your house for publishing. Yeah, and make your first stop at least Ingram Spark and uh, <laughs> yes. see what they offer. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll say that on your behalf. Thank you. Well, great, Robin. It's been great talking to you. And uh, you said you wouldn't know what to do uh, if you weren't still in touch with the publishing world. And I'm not sure what the publishing world is, can do without uh, without you on the scene. But it, I'm, I'm glad you're going to st- still stay connected. Yes. And we'll see you around at all these different events then, I hope. Yeah, and uh, still miss seeing you. This year has been hard without seeing all our friends at IBPA face-to-face. Yes, but on the other hand, haven't you had enough Zoom meetings to last a lifetime? Oh, my gosh, you have no idea. And I'm starting, <laughs> like, tomorrow, I'm actually going to help homeschool my grandson and teach him art on Thursdays every week yeah, oh. through Zoom, and so I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Uh, budding cover designer, perhaps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been great talking with you again. This is uh, Robin Cutler, the director of Ingram Spark. Best wishes to you. Thank you so much, Peter, and thank you, everyone. Thanks again to Robin Cutler of Ingram Spark. Now, if you have a book you're writing and you're wondering whether to publish it yourself, well, be sure to check out Ingram Spark, which you can find on the internet at ingramspark.com. Uh, They're not going to do your sales and marketing, but they will manufacture your book and make sure it and its all-important metadata are available to vendors in the U.S. and, in fact, all around the world. Uh, But as we were saying, getting a book printed and available is now fairly easy compared to how it used to be. But creating desire among readers and securing reviews and mentions in media and among influencers is just as hard as it ever was. And maybe even harder because, well... It's easy to be a publisher now, and everyone's doing it, it seems. They're even uh, advertising it on TV right between Tom Selleck's reverse mortgage ads and the guy who repairs boats with plastic goo in a bucket. And now, as I mentioned, Robin will be retiring at the end of the year, but after that, it sounds like she's going to be staying in the book business somehow. And so you'll be able to reach her at the absolutely fantastic address of Robin at howtopublishbooks.com. Uh, and if you haven't written that down, but check out the podcast notes when you have a chance. And as always, let me hear from you at, at Peter Goodman or at IBPA on Twitter. And be sure to check out IBPA and all the membership benefits and resources at ibpa-online.org. I'm Peter Goodman, and as my bosses in Japan used to say, let's have publishing fun and stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs>